All right. Welcome to Embrace the Suck. This is going to be episode 54 with Jordan. Um, he is going to you know, talk to us about his time on the duty, talk to us about the do's, the don'ts, the all the good stuff, the bad stuff, and everything in between. And uh, welcome aboard. I appreciate you for coming on, Jordan. I really do. Thank you so much. I know that we've been talking about doing this for like six months yeah. i think um we've for rescheduled a whole bunch of times so i appreciate you for hopping on this evening with us and um just take it away man introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about you man hey uh yeah thanks for having me benny um yeah like you said we've been trying to like hook up ever since you started uh your podcast career um obviously you're a very busy guy and i'm in you know my routine so i it's good that we we're connecting and, and, and doing it now. So um, I'm out already. Um, uh, like you, like yourself, I was an EAD uh, recruiter on the duty. Um, so I was in and out of uh, deployments and you know mobilization orders while I was in the reserves. But uh, I signed on uh, as a reservist. So. Um, I stayed in the reserves uh, 16 years. I was in for 16 years, eight years active. If I if you calculate all the time, it's like eight years on active duty, and then yeah, uh, eight years in reserve time, and that's including my my recruiting uh, time. So I went on the duty uh, in 2015 after I got out. Uh, I got out of. Uh, my active duty orders. I wanted to stay on active duty. So yeah, what's next? You know, I've done this and I've done that. I deployed like, okay, so what's, uh, what's next? And, you know, I came up, it, it came to my mind, like uh, I, well, I did like uh, recruiting a, a while ago and I kind of enjoyed it, you know, maybe it's not that bad, you know? So I was like, Hey, I called up the uh, recruiting station, talked to the Sergeant major, um, and uh, it was like, all right, well, you know, just, uh, come in, come in, uh, and uh, uh, so we can meet you and see how it goes. And next thing I know, like, yo, okay, well, well, we're gonna give you some orders, and you're gonna go to BRC, and you come out here. We're gonna, you know, put you on two-year order, and then if if everything works out, uh, we're, if we're gonna keep you or not, it's you know, it's up to uh, up to both parties. Uh, at that point say yeah we'll make a decision when, uh, when we get to that point so i stayed on uh i did my two my two years and i decided not to continue uh with the duty because i just felt like it wasn't my thing you know it wasn't mm -hmm. uh i didn't have uh the things in life that i have that i'm willing to give up uh to continue on with recruiting duty you know uh, the thing that the, my, my blessing is that, uh, while I was on the duty is that I, I, I was single. I did not, uh, I, I, I was not married and have no kids. So I had no, you know, no, uh, no one to worry about except for myself. Uh, whereas, you know, um, some of my, my, uh, fellow recruiters in the office, they all had kids, you know, they all have, uh, families and, um, and, uh, it was, it was rough, uh, fur, rougher for them you know um and uh i enjoy my time i i really uh got good stuff out of it you know um yeah. i was i was more efficient in certain ways because the way that you you do things on the recruiting duty is all, all all about efficiency you know 
um, squeeze out all the juice out from you know your your, your day, and max maximize every minute, every uh, action that you use to gain uh, or or to to uh, accomplish your goals for the day or you know for the month. Gotcha. So, you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. So, how did you? So, one of the questions I'll definitely ask is like. I understand that you said that you know you got you you are on rotation. You were doing deployments as a reservist, um, and then you decided, hey, I'm, this is something that I haven't done yet. Um, yeah. Besides that, was there any other reason why you tried to do it? Was it like you felt like you'd be really good at it, or was it just simply like you know what, why not um, just try it out? Okay, well, for, at first, like like you said, like I think I might be good at it. You know, I might be uh, I'm I, I might be a, a a a good person to do uh, recruiting because I like I like talking to people. You know. Um, and I talk a lot, uh, and I'm not afraid <laughs> to talk to uh, people like total strangers to strike up a conversation. Um, so I was like, okay, well, how hard this, uh, could uh, could this be? You know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. coming into like not knowing shit, you know, like uh, it is not what you think it is. <laughs> so uh, that was the main. That was the that main culture thing shock. That, uh, it was a challenge for me. It was that yeah. challenge, you know, when you talk to these kids. It's like okay, like uh, challenge, you know, number one, uh, benefit tag, you know, like uh, challenge. I just want to challenge myself. Same thing for me, like I wanted to challenge myself. It was like uh, a hump in your career, like uh, you have to get through to uh, know, like you 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 achieve everything that you set yourself on, like challenge challenge wise. Yeah, and then I mean the last reason would be like, uh, uh, is it is being or uh, converting to twelve a thing for me? Mm. You know, uh, do I see myself like uh, doing the whole you know twenty or whatever years uh, on active duty on recruiting duty? You know, for the rest of the time. Yeah, um, is that? my life is that is that life for me but mm. uh like i said it was uh, midway through it, it wasn't for me you know mm. i wanted Got more you. things than life than just like yeah you know leading recruiters um, yeah making mission it was just more to that more to life it's more to life making mission you know uh so i wasn't willing to give up that yeah, no, I got. I definitely understand that, man. Um, especially now being off the bag and being no longer being a recruiter a year later, I definitely or, or a staff in CIC. I definitely, I do. I miss it at times. I do, but you know, I had that conversation with my wife the other day. You know, I was thinking about going back to recruiting duty because you know, as an EAD or once you hit your four year mark, you have to wait yeah. a year. You have to have a year in time uh, and gap. And now I'm at that point. I have that year and gap, and I could return to the duty if I wanted to. And I had this captain who was just like, listen, Benny, she was just like, she was like, if you return the recruiting duty, you're not going to have time for your family. You're not going to have time for your podcast. You're going to have to get rid of the podcast. You're not going to have time for it. And yeah. I was like, no, I'm going to make time for it. And she was like, Bennett, yeah. she was like, if you're make, if you're a staff in COIC and you're making time for a podcast, you know, the conversations that people are going to have. Yeah. And, and I was just like, yeah, like, it ain't going like, to work out. I was man. like, you're not, you're not wrong, man. And yeah, she was I like, mean, and then at the, and then at that point, you're not gonna have the same free range that you want to. You're not gonna be yeah. able to talk about what you want to talk about and how you want to talk about it. And she was like, and 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 the biggest thing was, she was like Bennett. She was like, the growth that you've had on your podcast and what you're doing for Mikrick 
is more than you're going to do as an 8412. Like that was her advice to me. She was like, bro, you have people hitting you up. You have this going on. You have this going on. And she was like, you're making ripples, good and bad, because um, some people aren't too happy about it. Um, yeah. But that was my thing is like I was I was thinking about going back. But then I was like, you know, you know, lost time. Like you were talking about you were single. Right. So like yeah. for me, you know, my son, I had two kids on the duty. Yeah, I that was missed, rough, man. Yeah, yeah rough. like, and so, so some of the questions that I really want to ask you though are like, so how did you make it through the duty? Like, one of the questions that I, I, I kind of ask my, my, um, right. a couple of people, like, hey, I'm having a guest on tonight. What are some things that you need help with? Right. So, one of the guys yeah. that I was talking to currently, what he's going through is that he's currently substandard and he's not doing well, but he's, okay. he, he wants to be better. Um, and he's, and he identified for himself. That a lot of the issues that he has is just that that building rapport and that exploring piece. He's he's like, bro, I'm not finding good needs and motivators. So, what advice do you have for that? Like, what were some tips that maybe you did? Like, how did you really explore? Like, did you have certain questions that you asked normally? Mm -hmm. Like, was there certain things that you did to to get that out of right. there? Okay, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Like, uh, so. For me, like one of the best advice that I got on a duty uh, is that what are you doing for the kid? You know, it's not even about you. You like the kid don't care about your 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 daily goals. You, the kid don't care about uh, how many contracts you got to write. You know, it's all about them. You know, so when you go into that conversation, it's like, hey, you know, I want you to come in for this appointment so I can tell you all these good stuff about about the Marine Corps, what have I, I done so I can show you like what you could be, you know? And, and that's how I think like most new recruiters come on the duty or like think that's how it's gonna work. But uh, the point that, uh, that the moment in, in, in the point of my recruiting uh, time is that, that I, you know, transform into that, you know, recruiter uh, that's gonna write contract is like when you tell the kids like what I'm gonna do for you. You know, that you always have to open up the conversations like, hey, you know, this is so and so. Uh, hey, I, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to uh, help you out so that you can be successful, so you yeah. can make more money, so you can take care of your family. You know, like nobody cares about you. You know, yeah. it's about them. And Bro. you're a service, customer service, you know, a recruiter. Yes. But uh you have to be mindful of that customer service you know um yeah uh, because that guy that's going to sign your contract is your customer so you yeah. gotta you gotta make sure that you, you want to make things about them and not just you so that conversation uh you know make that a, a the center of your conversation when you're talking yeah. to, to no matter who you're talking to is about you what i can do for you yeah, bro. I so I'm glad you said that, man. And I've been this is my 54th episode, and I haven't even talked about that. Um, yeah. so it's awesome that you brought that up because a lot of the time, like when you think back to it, right, and you think, you know, and that's the thing that people don't talk about is like, okay, the first year of your duty, sometimes you're 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 substandard. Sometimes it just yeah. takes you some time to figure it out and get into this, you know, you get into this battle rhythm and you mm -hmm. know the things to say to this person, or you look at one, you know, you look at somebody like, okay, you know what this is leading me to believe this and this is how i'm going to take this interview and then all these things are happening yeah. and it's because you've you've failed yeah. enough times to understand yeah. how to get through it so yeah. with what you're saying it's very important that you know i now that you're saying that i'm thinking like 
bro, I don't know how many times I told people cool stories about me. And it's like, bro, who cares? Like, no yeah, big, this dude doesn't you, care. You know, like, like, yeah. What are you going like, to do for me? Like, yeah. You want yep. me to listen to you? Do what yeah, you like, want. What are you going to do for me? Yeah. Know? And especially on a phone call, on a, t- on a, on a telephone call, especially, yeah. you know, it's like, dude, you're on the phone with me. I don't know who the hell you are. Get to the point. And yeah, that's the yeah, thing yeah, with, exactly. you know, and that's a huge part of it with phone calls is a lot of people are making astronomical amounts of phone calls. But when they actually get a contact, they're not doing anything with that contact. And it's like, yeah. OK, well, you got a contact. Now I need you to do something with it. Like yeah. I don't you know, I, I can't imagine, you know, I remember I had a recruiter when I was a staff at UIC. Like this dude had like 77 contacts, but uh-huh. no appointments. And he'd right. be like, he'd be like, yeah, I can't get anything off the phones. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can. You mm-hmm. just don't know how because 77 people answered. So it's either there's a definition problem or you just can't make a TC to make, to save your life. So, so, so are they what, following what, that? Let me, are they following that? Uh, uh, the, the MC3, uh, uh, MC3, like they're doing exactly what the, the, the BRC is teaching them to build rapport, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah and, and the whole deal. Right. Yeah. I, you know, it re- uh, to me, like it rarely, it rarely uh, is that, you know, it's not like it's never cookie cutter. You know, yeah. every person that you talk to, whether it be a grad or whether like grad and, and a senior, they have different needs, you know, uh, and they have different thoughts yeah. and might come from a different uh, uh, background, you know, eth- uh, ethnic background, culture. All those things come into play and you yeah. cannot cook, cook, cookie cut uh your conversation to to, exactly. to everybody and that's yeah. why it doesn't work like it's never yeah. going to work but instead of like uh following your script like uh i have had scripts too you know i have yeah. scripts when i'm on tc i have this script that i that i have and uh that go to uh, the first question second you know hook and jab he's doesn't bite on this which this is what you're going to say and uh i do i still stick with a uh kind of like a script throughout my time but uh, I, like I said earlier, I make it about them. You know, I don't just ask them questions. Say, hey, you know, uh, do you have this, or, 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 or what are you, what, what are your plans after high school, or what are your plans, uh, um, in the future? You know, but I just tell them like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Jordan. Um, I, 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 I'm a recruiter. I'm a recruiter, recruiter in, in the local area. I just want to see you know, what I can do for you to, to make you more successful. You know that you know if you're already successful, I want to be make you more successful you know so like that gets their attention that i found it might not be the truth but uh that is what works for me you know yeah and you having a sincere conversation with them and not just like uh, a yeah call, you know? yeah and that's the thing is that like you know and and i i agree with you a hundred percent because you know listen i'm not saying don't listen to mc3 skills we're not we're not because people get misunderstood we're yeah. not saying that MC3 doesn't work. Yeah. But what we're saying is that you have to have an understanding that do the skill steps, but sometimes they have to get moved around yeah. and in different conversations. Yeah. Because that's what happens is, is that when you become a recruiter and you get out of BRC, you are stows, you're so it's kind of like getting out of boot camp and becoming going to MCT and yeah. then moving forward, you know, as you transition as a Marine. It's the same thing. You leave you leave BRC. You get out there and you're like, okay, I have to do MC3. And it's like, bro, you do. But if you just have a normal conversation with somebody while incorporating those things, then you realize that, okay, MC3 works. But 
there's different ways to to do it and there's different like because every person's different like you said um you know so like for me it was a huge part was finding out from people what is success to you Mm -hmm. because you know that was a huge question that i would ask people on the phone or in the table setup or at an event or at like a high school table like a high school um at a, like a talk yeah, at a career display, talk display yeah i got a career talk you know someone the other day was like hey you know what are some ways that you engaged your audience and that's one of the things that i would do is i would ask the i would walk up to the whiteboard and i would put on their success and then I would ask everybody in the classroom, hey, what is success to you? And like nine out of ten, you're going to get the same answers. Mm-hmm. Money, yeah, um, house, all this stuff, right? That's and always number it, one. And then my question is, okay, well, my next question is, okay, well, what is your plan to get that? And then everybody raises their hand, college, 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 trade school, trade school, trade school. So then I put those on the board and I'm like, okay, well, everybody has the same plan. Now I'm like, okay, but is that really a plan? Like, if you just say I'm going to college, is that an actual plan that you're going to act out and is it going to make you money? And then I start getting everybody engaged in the conversation. But I'm like, okay, but if you get a degree and a job, are you successful? And now everyone's like, oh, wait a minute. I don't know. And now that everybody has the exact same plan, now it's starting to open up more things. Like, Okay, well, what matters to you? And now you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. And now here I come with the, what I'm going to do for you is show you how the Marine Corps can make you successful through these steps, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some of the things that you used as engaged statements or ways to engage your audience on either a phone call or or area like through area canvassing or anything like that? Do you remember any of those? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um whenever i start a conversation uh and this is another like um a good advice that i have uh, received uh from a very good uh recruiter uh that i work with that i that that i learned from is that uh the need behind the need man yeah yeah the need behind the need because a lot of recruiters they they keep frustrating themselves or can't figure out you know why they're not getting the answers that they want is, is because they bite on the first need what, are, what 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 do seniors need i need to go to college well why do you want to go or why do you need to go to college well to get a job but why do you need to get a job you bro know? yo you know that's bro, it. it's like to, you need to keep dig- yeah. digging until until you hit that sweet spot yeah where it, it where you hit the you know, hit it, hit it in the fields. You know, you, you need to find that, you need to find that, uh, that, uh, heartstring. You got to pull yeah. on that heartstring. You know, when, yeah. you, when you hit it, you know, when you hit it. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you don't, then, uh, if, if you getting That's like you, generic answers from them, yep. you're not, you, you're not there yet. Yeah, so man. Don't go for the That's kill. how, yeah. Yeah. Don't go for the kill too early. Like that. You just wasting your, your time yeah. and wasting your energy. Yeah. And that's how you get soft sales. That's how you get, Exactly. Non-committals. That's how you get like a yeah, and then the kid never comes back, and that's like exactly. no shows on deck, and 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 it's crazy that you say that because like one of the I remember when I was a brand new recruiter, um, I just gotten out of BRC and I was doing this interview, and um, I was doing this interview, and the kid told me I was like, man, I was like, what's your why? And the kid gave me some like generic answer, and then I was like, I was like, bro, that's not good enough, 
and yeah. and the recruiter was like, "How are you?" Like in the middle of the interview, the recruiter was like, "How are you going to tell me? How are you going to tell him that's not hit? That's not good enough?" Yeah. And I was like, "Easy." I was like, "Because we're the ones that have already been through boot camp. We've already been through serving. We've already been through Afghanistan, Iraq. We've already been out there. We've already been through these hard struggles in life." If your answer, if your why isn't strong enough, you're going mm -hmm. to quit. And and that's the thing is that when I was doing these interviews in the beginning, I was taking that surface level why. Right. But you were then, taking the first knee. Yeah. The first knee. Like, oh, yeah. This, I'm like, yeah, know? I got this. Especially in the beginning when you get your yeah, first couple yeah. you of contracts. You need money for college, man. I got yeah. money for college. Yeah. You know? You're like, what bro, you? college? I got you. Yeah. And then as you're, as you're going on, you're like, oh, all of a sudden it's like. When the when your staff in CIC starts asking you, man, hey, why is that kid coming into the office? And then your answer is always oh, coming in to look for look look into the GI Bill. Yeah, but that kid's a no show, you know, yeah. or hey, yeah, or yeah. you know. And that was and eventually I started to ask why, why, yeah. why, why, and yeah. I'd be like, it'd be like my eleventh why, and it's like, yeah. well, but why? And that's when you when you when you figure that out when you have the dude, you know, or girl, you know, really out there saying like, listen, I need this because you know what, my family said I could never have it. And right. I've never seen it. And this, this, and the third, because like you said, in today's day and age, everybody wants college. Okay. But what's, yeah. what is it going to do to you, do for you? How is it going to set you apart? Why do you, and, that, and then it's, it's also, if we're talking about the education piece, right? Okay. Well, do you want education or does your mm -hmm. family want you to get an education? Like, bro, if your mother said right now, I don't care if you go to college, would you still go to college? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, well honestly bro probably not okay then you don't want to go and then it's not for you dog like what are mm -hmm. we talking about mm -hmm. and that's you know and that's a huge part of it is understanding their why not their family's why yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and uncovering that's a huge part of it because a lot of times even like you gotta think about it like these kids you know and even grown-ass men and women they've been groomed into un, into believing this is why Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, the first sometimes the first time you're having this interview is the first time they've ever even been asked, like, hey, what do you want to do and why? And mm -hmm. now they're like, I, I don't know. I've never thought about that. Like, no mm -hmm. one's ever asked me why. Yeah. And now for the first time ever, they're like, oh, crap. And they yeah. don't know you. So now they're not really letting you in. So now that's why it's important that you build that <laughs> that rapport. And you actually, you know, you give and take and you teach them about yourself and stuff like that. So, like, what advice do you have for that? Like, how did you how did you do that? Like, how yeah. were you like, in your interview? Like finding and, the, the yeah, the, like the finding the behind the knee. Yeah, like how did, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? Like, um, just like any new recruiter, like uh, you tend to take the first bite. It's like, oh, OK. You know, you wanted to get it over with. It's like, oh, I got his lead. You know, I'm going to I'm going to sell the shit out of college i almost sell the shit out of like uh, skills job skills and travel the world blah 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 and all throughout my time i thought i got it but i never i don't think i did i ever did and you know when a recruiter uh is really good at finding the need behind the need uh those are the, the recruiters you know like your your uh the year or recruiter of the year or those like heavy hitters like writes threes fours even fives a month you know um and i have had one in my office you know uh he was the he was a rec recruiter of the year um and uh, he got really good with finding 
the the need behind the need is because you need to really gauge their reaction, you know, their body language, you know. Uh, we have a saying in the office, like, uh, if you don't make your 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 uh, your appointment cry during the uh, interview, man, you ain't got it. You know, you ain't got it. Bro. Um, and I've had people like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, I joined, blah blah blah, did join, and then the next couple of months, I, I, yeah, I want to go, I want to, I want to get out. You know, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. go no more. You know, those are the ones that are your discharges. You know, if you never really find find the need behind the need. You're gonna have a potential uh, uh, discharge, debt discharge. Yeah. You know, most likely debt discharge. Yeah. Uh, but bro, really, and that's like, why. To find and... out, um, real quick, like, uh, and I still never really found out exactly uh, the need behind the need for all the guys that I put in that have already out. And it's crazy that you asked this question because one of my kids that you know got got out like a year ago. Call me all of a uh, out of the blue. He called me. It was like, "Hey, Gunny, blah blah blah." Yeah, I was just you know thinking about my time in the Marine Corps. Now that I'm out, he called me. as I just want to say thank you. You know, and I was like, "Why? Well, why? Why you thank me for it, man? Because, because you changed my life. You know. Well, how did I change life? I still don't know. You know, I didn't know. <laughs> like, I thought I knew his need, but I didn't know. It was like." How did I change your life? You know, like what 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 made you join the Marines? Like when 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 I was talking to you, and it was like, and his answer was like, I was a bitch in high school, and I'm no longer a bitch. You know, that's exactly what he said. You know, I was a little bitch in high school, and if I knew, like he said to me, like if I knew everything I knew right now, I would have been like a Greek god in high school. You know, so he was one of those kids. Like uh, he's smart, but he was just uh, nobody noticed him, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, a lot of times, like it all comes down, like you said, like it's about it's about money, and then there's more than that uh, 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 under the money. You know, what's behind it? Why do they need the money to mm -hmm. show people that he's successful? You know, mm -hmm. is that uh, is that you know respect? You know, is that um, is that you're somebody you know yeah, you're not yeah. you're not um, you know the guy in the corner and nobody cares about and that's yeah. really it you know that's everything leads to that that i i, I believe i believe my my not very true you sometimes you get those like oh i want to be a marine like since i was two years old you know those guys yeah. you always get that but that for the yeah once in a while that, yeah yeah for the average guys that never had a conversation nobody in the military that's really like what 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 i i found out you know they they want they want that respect you know with their family whether it be whether it be uh friends or just you know total strangers mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you know i think and a lot of it you know because like we're talking about you know with the uh discharges and stuff like that and that was somebody else that some one of the questions that was brought up to me earlier um today was someone was like i'm having a really hard time with um with discharges and i'll get mm -hmm. the kid the kid will join and then all of a sudden boom and it's like well because like for me like when i was a recruiter like i had a my one of my first bosses he was okay with like hey this kid said yes let's floor him yeah and i'm like and i would be like but gunny like i would i could look at a kid nine times out of ten and be like that kid's gonna be a discharge but he doesn't and i'd care. be like yeah. and he exactly and he's like bro but I, I know but we need him for phase line or we need him yeah. for mission and i'm for, like listen we need him for contract yeah. and and exactly and even with me becoming a staff in coic 
Like when people would say yes to, to either to my Marines or to me, I would be like, but why? And I would sit here and be like, okay, but how do we know? Or I would really attack them. And bro, I even to the point where like, I had some kids leave my office and never join the Marine Corps. Yeah. And my and my answer to all of those kids was, well, then you never wanted to be a freaking Marine. Like yeah. if I if I literally because of me asking you why and I had a you know, I had a mother, you know, I remember I did one one day I was doing an interview and it was like one of my very first. it was like a, I was about two years into the duty. And it was one of I was showing my the new guy had just checked in my buddy Morales and uh, I was showing him how to conduct an interview. And it was an interview at the parents' house, and we were doing it at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing this interview, and the kid had already told me that he was extremely interested in doing the Navy SEALs. And this mm-hmm. kid was brilliant. Like, this mm-hmm. dude, like, this kid, like, you know, every, everybody says that, oh, I'm going to be a Navy SEAL, but it's like, bro. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's like, come on. But then there's those people that you meet, and they say it, and you're like, yo, you 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 could do it right Mm -hmm. so i meet this kid he's a marine now but i meet this kid he was um he went to a naval a naval high school kid was destroyed the asvab 99 on the asvab physically the kid was a beast um he was an eagle scout when i met him he he was going for his eagle scout so literally everything golden child right yeah and you know and um so I go to so I, and I he had already told me that he was going to meet with the Navy. Mm-hmm. So he was supposed to meet with the Navy before our interview. And I knew the Navy recruiter. And the day after the interview, I called him and I said, hey, man, I was like, how did your interview with the Navy go? And he was like, oh, I actually didn't have it. And I was like, oh, wow, what happened? And he was like, well, because the guy who I was supposed to interview with had to get rushed to the hospital. And I was like, oh, okay. And and I found out that that was true. The the the, the Navy sailor had gotten like a, had a, like a, a, some kind of po- health poisoning or something, and he had to, you know, whatever. So he got so he rescheduled the appointment. But a week, couple of days go by, and they still haven't reached back to him. The staff and like the commanding officer, nobody from the office reached out to him. No one. So I called them again, and I was like, hey man, I was like, you know, listen, not to knock the Navy, but Bro, if if one of my Marines got sick and I would simply call him and say, hey, man, I need you to take this interview. Mm-hmm. And then another Marine would be here at the house meeting with you and your family. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what I mean? And I told that to the mother and the mother was like, yeah, I definitely agree with that. So then I go to the house, whatever, me and my buddy Morales, we go to the house, do the interview. And I do the benefit tag presentation and he picks all intangibles. And mm-hmm. I started, we would go through this interview and he's giving me like these weak ass answers, like these weak ass answers. And I look at him and I'm just like, I'm like, bro, and right in front of mom and dad. I'm like, I'm like, bro, that's not enough, man. I was like, I was like, why? And mm-hmm. I started getting like, like agitated. I was like, bro, why? I was like, your mom, this, this, and the third. And I started getting like really in it, like not in his face, but like you could tell that I was getting like. Just rest, I, like, I was going like full sergeant on him. Yeah. Like, and I was just like, and all of a sudden the mom, I asked him, I don't remember what the question was, but I asked him a very deep question, like a real man, like grown ass man type question. And the, his dad, the whole time his dad was just sitting there like, 
And the mom, all of a sudden, yeah. being Mama Bear, mom just looks at me and she goes, I think you're, you're you're going a little too hard on him. And I looked over at him. I was like, ma'am, I was like, your son wants to be a Navy SEAL. Like, your son is sitting here talking about he wants to do Special Ops Marine Corps. He wants to go MARSOC. He wants to do recon. He wants to do Navy SEALs. And I was like, yeah, ma'am, I'm, I understand that he's a very smart-minded person. But, ma'am, I'm just asking him why it matters to him to be self-disciplined and he can't tell me any other reason besides because I lack discipline. And then mm-hmm. and then immediately as I started asking more and more, this kid started opening up to me. And he started telling me things that he never even told his parents. He started, mm-hmm. he was like, actually, you know, I used to be bullied. Da, da, da. And he started telling me all this stuff in front of yeah. his family. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I was like, and then the mom looked, at, looked across the table at me and I was like, see, ma'am, I was like, a lot of the times you you because you're his parents, you think you know everything about him. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times there's stuff that he's never even told you. And it's because yeah. you either haven't asked or it's because you haven't asked the right way. Yeah. And and I understand, ma'am, and I apologize if you think that I'm coming at him the wrong way. But I was like, his drill instructors are gonna do the same thing. I was like mm-hmm. his, you know, his mentors and and the and the seals or all these different people that are going to do that same thing. And I was giving him what he wanted, and that's the biggest thing is that these recruiters, the reason why y'all are having these no shows and you're having all these things is because you're. I'm sorry for the lack of a better term, but you're pussyfooting around. Like yeah, you're exactly. not just being straight with this person. Like, listen, bro, this is because you have this conversation about someone wants to, you know, someone wants to join the Marine Corps and they want to be um self-sufficient okay yeah. but in the pool program you're not even starting there to show them self-sufficiency you're not even showing them discipline you're not even they're saying hey i need this but you're not even giving that to them so the reason why you have these discharges is because you said hey i'm gonna do this for you and then right after that dude contracted you forgot all about him and went on to the next one and listen mm-hmm. i'm not saying that wasn't me because i i did this yeah we all been there we all been we've all been there you don't have the time to take care of your pool really and then get three point pull minutes a day. Yeah. And I think uh I think uh man, I mean, it's hard to go around that. Like you only have a certain amount of time each day and you gotta cut it up into uh you know, taking care of your pool and contracting, you know, at the same time. And that's where like the staff NCOs come comes in like um uh handy, you know, like if you got a really good staff NCOIC um you know he needs to take care help take care of your 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 pool as well you know of course you're going to be the one to always connect with your with, with with your guys but in in the events or the time frame where like you guys are like balls to the walls trying to make mission and you're hitting the phones you're out there acing and all of a sudden your kid needs attention you know like that's when your staff NCOIC need to come in, you know, and you really have if you don't have that kind of staff NCOIC, you need you really need to confront, you know, that boss. Like, hey, dude, like I need you, right? You know, you yeah. want me to make a mission for you? I this is what I need, you know. Yeah. So I Bro, think and- it's a, a, a success is not only in you, it's the team, you know. Like the yeah. thing, like uh, one thing that you know, uh, we started off this uh, uh, podcast with asking the questions like, what made you know, me successful or whatever, you know, I, I don't think that I'm successful. I survived, you know, um, but mm. I wasn't the guy that's always writing 
three, fours, and fives, you know, uh, getting all these like awards. Yeah. But I did my part to help my team mm. make my mission. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and uh, I stayed with a, a, a standard office for the majority of my time. And then the last three months, um, my command like chopped up my, my, uh, uh, my area. So I was moved to another like large station, you know, uh, mm. last three months of my you know of my time uh, in, oh damn in, in a recruiting duty so it was, it was re uh, weird too right um it, i went from a, a like a you know office that makes a consistent uh, machine to a failing station mm. you know and and i can totally see why i can totally see what is happening yeah when you're recruiting for your team you're you're going to be successful yeah, yeah yeah when you're trying to recruit and do your own thing you're going to have failing office yeah. like if you have recruit and you probably like seen this too like if yeah. you have recruiters that you work with that don't give a shit about yeah. anything Bro. Uh, and not doing his part and no one is making him accountable yeah you're gonna have a failing team you're not gonna Yo, 100 percent, have... bro exactly and you know i'm so glad you yeah man and that's the thing man is that like it, that's the thing that pissed me off about recruiting duty right yeah. and that's one of the many reasons why i started this podcast right because yeah. the funny thing about it right is that the thing i love about the podcast is that you'll never have somebody come on here that was a shitty ass recruiter that had like some garbage APR. Like you'll never. Yeah. Like I mean, like because and then the reason why I say that is because like yourself, right? You're yeah. saying, hey, listen, I was never that 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 stellar. I was dude, never a two point oh. I was never three point oh. Yeah, but I was a one point five. Exactly, but you, I was doing my job as a marine. I was part of a team and I was working right. But yeah. you would never. But that's the thing about it is that like that was what killed me about recruiting duty, was that anywhere else in the Marine Corps. It is never okay for you to be substandard. Like, no. that's a problem. Like, if you yeah. are substandard anywhere in the Marine Corps, everybody's going to dog you. If you got a bad PFT, if you if you don't know yeah. your job, all your Marines, your peers, your subordinates, they're all going to dog you. But all of a sudden, we come on recruiting duty, and we got this guy, say, freaking Sergeant Sh Smith, who's miserable and failing and not doing nothing – but nobody's going to correct him. It's like, oh, that's all right. It's, it's Smith. It's mm -hmm. okay. It's Smith. It's okay. It's Smith. And it's like, yeah, okay. Or it's white or it's this guy or it's that guy. And the thing is, is that anywhere else in the Marine Corps, someone would be looking at that dude like, bro, I'm not going home because of you. I have to write more contracts yeah. because of you. I have to take yeah. your, I have to write more contracts to take your discharges, bro. But what are you doing? And that's the thing about it is that, like, you know, and I'm glad that you brought it up when it comes to the staff and CIC, because a lot of times people don't just want to say, hey, look, staff, staff sergeant Gunny, you're not doing your job as a staff and CIC, bro. Like, yeah. you're not running pool PT. You're not yeah. doing staff and CIC follow ups. You're not mm -hmm. doing training with these Marines. Right. Like, sometimes you got to literally call the staff and CIC out and right. just be like, you, bro, you like, you're. To. And 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 it sucks because a lot of people are just scared of that. A lot of yeah. people, and I'm like, listen, bro, like one of my best friends, my first boss is still one of my best friends to this day. And I talk to him all the time and I bring him up frequently on the podcast because dude, he there would be days where he would just no show, he would ghost, he wouldn't come to work, he wouldn't, you know, nothing. And there came a point where 
me and my boy or like or he would talk to our police and he was causing us to have discharges. And it wasn't because of us. It was because he was right. saying stuff to these police. Uh -huh. And we were so eventually and we noticed that we started looking around. We were like, hold on, what's going on here? So me and my boy, we realized this. So eventually me and my boy went into his office and we talked before him. We talked. We were like, hey, we were sergeants. He was a gunny. And we were like, bro, like we we got to nip this in the butt. Like we're both junior recruiters. Our, our senior recruiters had already gone off. So now it was me and him were the most senior people in the office. We we're like a year right. on the duty. Like, and you're me an and him, yeah, like he he was the A slash, but me and him were literally here at the same time. We were both on the duty a year. Yeah. And we're both looking at each other and we were like, bro, we gotta go in there and tell him to stop fucking talking to our police. Yeah. So I literally walked in the room and I was like, listen, Gunny, I was like, You're talking, you're 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 interrupting our interviews, and we're losing kids when you talk to them. Like we have them sold, we have them on the line, they're joining, they're committed. And then you come in and, sell and you and you unsell them or you push them too quick or you tell them they're leaving too quick. And it's like we're losing people because of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So then me and him literally looked at him and we were like, listen, Gunny, like we need you to just stop. Yeah. We were like, unless we invite you into the conversation, unless we unless we yeah. say, hey, Gunny, can you come in? Then we're losing people. And, and listen, at the end of the day, Gunny, you want to make mission, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. your mission letter. I'm and me and my boy looked at him. We were like, "Listen, we promise you, we will never miss another. We will never miss mission if you just let us do us. Like, mm -hmm. just stop talking to these kids. Stop making move because he was doing stuff behind our backs. Like he was, uh -huh. but he was moving pulleys without telling us. And then the kids were losing jobs and like all this stuff was going on. And it was like, bro, that's my kid. Like I talked to that kid's parents. I talk. I'm the. That's my contract. My name's on that." So yeah. eventually, me and my boy told him this, and bro, night and day, we, we, our discharge, our, our attrition, everything changed yeah. because we literally were like, "Listen, like you had, like we can, like you said already, we cannot focus on writing contracts and pool care." Now, mind you, I'm not gonna say it's not okay, possible. It's not like, possible. Well, well, I, well, one thing I could, you know, some tips can be like, "Hey." Bring your pulleys out with you, you know, bring mm -hmm. them area canvassing with you or when, you know, when you're going out to these schools, make sure that they're present. Make sure you're showing them off. Make sure, yeah. you know, yeah. you're doing these welcome aboard briefs. Right. So it's I'm not going to say it's not possible, mm -hmm. but the staff and COIC is a pivotal part of keeping the pool program together that, because that recruiter is is supposed to be focused on bringing in that new energy and bringing in that new pool and he and that staff and coic really needs to be focusing on pool pt needs to be focusing on the pool program makes the you know there's a lot of other things that he needs to be focused on instead of you know hey like because i had a you know sometimes my I, bro i had i'll never forget it man i had poolies that had no idea who my staff and coic was like our sergeant major mm -hmm. walked in one day and was like to a random pulley. He was like, and this pulley had been there for five months. And the mm -hmm. sergeant major was like, who, who's the who's the boss of the office? And he looked at me. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, it's that's Sergeant Bennett. He's like, it's Sergeant Bennett. And the sergeant major was like, I'm sorry. He's like, yeah, he's he's here every day. He's here in the morning. He's the it's him. He's the boss. And he was like, mm -hmm. so you don't know so and so. And he was like. Nah, I never met him. 
Like straight out, literally mm-hmm. was like, nah, I never met him. Like, yeah, bro, we yeah, had yeah, yeah. or or we had and the same dude would come into the office and he would say hi to a pulley, right? And he would welcome them. He'd be like, Oh, hey, it's nice to meet you. Da, da, da. And this pulley would look at them and be like, Gunny, I, I I've been a pulley for six months. You brought me to MEPS. And then he would look and laugh. He'd be like, ah no, man, I'm just kidding. And it'd be like Bro, these kids know that you're not just kidding. Like, you legitimately just don't know who they are. And then it's very easy, and that's why we have an issue with the discharge rate, because we lose kids, we lose people, sorry to call them kids, but we lose people due to the simple fact that they feel like they they were just a number and they never mattered. And I think I lost you. You're frozen. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, I think he lost service. But yeah, so I'm going to have to. Yep, I lost him. Well, um, it was just getting good. I hope uh, everyone who is watching right now is enjoying this. Hopefully, he's able to hop right back on with us. We're going to be trying to just uh, finish this thought and get off of here at probably 15 minutes. I kind of lost you. Yeah. Okay. No, you're good. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it might be no, my connection. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure about if, if it was you. Uh, now you're you, good. Has bro. this happened before? Like we just got this it, it, Some yeah, sometimes it happens if you if your internet goes out or if you get a phone call or something, it'll it'll pop off. Um, well, yeah, but anyways, like uh, we were yeah, you were talking about uh, the, the how important it is for the staff and CEO uh, to help you at least help you. Yeah, I'm not ta- I'm not talking about you know throw it all to them. Because yeah, you still have to maintain that connection, and it's still it's you're the primary person. To mm-hmm. um to uh, maintain that commitment, you know, yeah, because uh, you're the one that made test it. those commitments. You know, yes. are they showing up to oh. the pool pool function? You gotta test them. You're like, hey, you, you like like you said, you always gotta like at least uh, find out like how you can fit them in your plan of the day. And my thing was like, I will always hit all my schools. I, I was in the area where my schools are, you know, within. 10 minutes away from each other, you know, so I would hit every one of my schools, uh, at least two, you know, um, uh, I had four priority ones. So I always go to my priority ones. I would hit two because the only the, the lunch period I got, I always go to lunch periods and it's only that 30 minutes, right? Like 30 minutes that that's what you have. You know, you have to say hi to your kids, talk to them, find out how they're doing. And then, you know, try to find your appointment at the same time. So it's a little challenge, but you always got to like, hey, at least, you know, say hi to your kid, you know, yeah. uh, and then ask your kid to, hey, you know, find me some kid to talk to, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, make things work for you. You got to. Yeah. You got to plan. And day. even just make those things work, you know. Yeah. And even just like when I when I would do what you're saying, like my boy, Arana, he was the guy that I took over for. 
he would uh he showed me this he would be like he would stop he would call his kids he had them in a group chat and he would group chat them and he'd be like hey you know hey i'm swinging by middletown north right now you know i know your lunchtime is in 15 minutes what do you want me to get and yeah. then he would go to yeah. he would bring go to chipotle food. he would bring him whatever and he would just literally sit at the end he had it to where the school was open to where he would go into the lunchroom say hi to everybody say hi to all the security and then he would sit down at lunch and then just pull out like sandwiches from Jersey's Mike's or wherever. And then he would have lunch with his poolies and he wouldn't even talk Marine Corps to anybody. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden his poolies would be talking to his, their friends and people would be, now he got to be known around the school. The teachers knew him. The teachers didn't see him as like, Oh, he's just a recruiter. They were like, no, he's just a good guy. And yeah. now it became more of a community. He was part of the school. The faculty yeah. knew him. And and that's what it is, is also making those kids, you know, those students, those grads, whatever they are, making them feel important, too. Because yeah. now they're being looked at by other people like, yo, why is this dude bringing them food? Why is he treating them like this? Why is it so different? And and that's a huge part of it is, yeah. you know, is you you have to make time for the pool you cannot blame it on oh there's no time but a hundred percent you know do we have to and that's i think one of the great things about recruiting duty and i was having this conversation last night is that recruiting duty really helps you with time management once you're off the duty yeah like you those really are the skills fit. that you pick up yeah yeah maximize like you, your day like those are the yeah. things that make you uh stand out um, when you're outside of recruiting duty, mm -hmm. uh, when you're outside of Marine Corps, it's like you go into like a, a civilian job, it's like, oh my God, you know, like this, this, this guy's awesome, you know, like he's he's everywhere, you know, he's he's uh, he's a great manager, you know, that's that's the things that positive come out of like recruiting duty. There's a lot of shit that's like, you know, suck uh, in recruiting duty, but uh, you also got some good stuff, and that's one of the biggest things that I that I took away from the duty is you know the ability to communicate with everybody and anybody you know mm -hmm. uh, that comes in handy later on um and then being able to manage tasks uh doing one thing you know one thing and then try to maximize uh let's say for example like the job that i do like when i'm doing writing an email or doing a task you know i'll 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 uh throw in a 30 second workout you know i i would have like um uh, weights right next to me you know i would just like do some curls or something like maximize your your, your day you know you only have so much time um mm -hmm. so that's definitely one thing that 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 i would say like hey those there's gonna be positive stuff yeah know? now did you did you have any did you have any struggles on the duty like in the two years did you did you find yourself ever like struggling mentally physically emotionally like it was, was there mental man it was yeah it was like the duty itself is like 90%, I would say 90% like mental, man. I mean, uh, it was like, there's so much stress. Like it was first time in my life ever to kind of like wake up with stress, with anxiety, mm -hmm. you know? Like I had, uh, I had this one kid, it was two days away from, um, from shipping. It was a Friday or some shit like that, you know, or a Thursday night. You know, it's the it's the next day that you have to uh, you got to bring him to like the Friday night for inspect, Friday yeah. night. Yeah. So it was like he sent me a text like uh, he made up some excuse. You know, it was like, oh, I can't go. And my boss was like, 
I don't care what you do. You got to go and get him to ship. You better go you know? find him. Yeah, you're going to find him. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, damn. And in and, and, and the back of your, uh, your mind, like, you know, this kid is done. You know, yeah. at that point, if he's unwilling to go when it's go time, he's done. Yeah. There's no way. I have never seen anybody who has been resold the last minute. If you wait for that last minute to resell a guy, he ain't going to buy it, you know. Um, so it was that one time that, like, I woke up. I don't know if you ever felt this, but uh, it was a. It, it's kind of like uh, rocking your chest, you know, oh, chest yeah. about to explode, you know. <laughs> yep, like, yep, uh. yep. And you, like, naturally woke up because of that, you know. Yeah. I think uh, my blood pressure was so high when I was sleeping. I wasn't really sleeping, but I was like half asleep. And you just woke up like, like you know, uh, like somebody punched you in, in the chest. bro. That was, and I never are... felt that before. That's when I yeah. knew like, damn, like this is this is this is crazy. Like I, I'm in I'm in a mental state where I've never been before. And that's what the recruiting duty does. To yeah. You. Yeah. Like it pushes you to your limit and then beyond. Yeah. And especially, uh, especially if you have family, you know, yeah. because that's Bro, just I'm, more yeah. ways to pull you. Yeah, man. I remember I was talking to my wife about that the other night. Like I was um, like, I'm I'm, a, I'm still a reservist. So once in a while I have, I have my drill once a month. So yeah. now it's become this thing where like nine times out of 10, like I have to drive into Brooklyn's two hour drive from where I live. So normally I got to be there at zero five. So I got to leave my house by zero three. So normally like tomorrow, like I'm going Saturday. So Friday, I probably won't even sleep. And it's because while I was on recruiting duty, whenever I had a MEPS run, I had this anxiety that I was mm -hmm. going to oversleep and miss the MEPS run. So oh, yeah. I would wake yeah, up yeah. every, I would wake up every like 15, 20 minutes, every hour on the hour. And I would, mm -hmm. I would be like, I'd be like, babe, did I miss my alarm? Babe, did I miss my alarm? And she'd be like, yeah. they haven't even fallen asleep yet. Yeah. And, you know, and then when you get off of that or, like, when you have two cell phones and you're, you 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 know, you have this feeling of, like, oh, my exactly. phone's ringing. And yeah. then, like, and it takes you a good minute to realize, like, bro, you only got one cell phone now. Like, you don't, yeah. you don't have two. <laughs> and like, you always yeah. have to have your cell phone. You're personal. You, you got your gubby. And you set two alarms. You got yeah. to. Like. The, I never missed a, a MIPS run, I guess. I was never late. I was never, like, not wake up. I guess I, that was the one ability that I have to kind of, like, help me out a lot. Cause I was Bro, so you want to yeah, you want to hear a crazy story about a, a missed MIPS run? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So I had I had a bro, – bro, this this is – so I had a van. I had six kids in the van. It was me and I had – I had, no, five kids, so you only have five. So it was me and I have five shippers. Uh-huh. And – well, I had woken up late, and uh, the bus came every day. It was like I think like five fifteen was when the bus would pull up at Meps. So we mm -hmm. had to be at the door by five, but no later. Like the we five. always tried to be there by five, but like the latest you could be at the door would be five fifteen, like the uh -huh. latest. But I always had the rule of thumb: be at be at the door by five. Right. So this one day I'm running really late. I get I get to, I get to the gate, and I look at this dude. I look at the dude at the gate. He's an Air Force dude. And I rolled my window down and I was like, hey, good morning, man. I was like, yo, how do you like being in the Air Force? And he was just like, oh, not bad, not bad. And I was like, did you like always want to be in the Air Force? And I started just joshing with him and just talking yeah. to him. Chocolate. And then I was like, 
and I was like, but why did you join? And he goes, I don't know. And then I looked at the pulley, like the pulley next to me, and I was like, see, man, they don't know why they did it. But Marines, we know why, right? Mm-hmm. And then the guy's like, all right, can I have your ID? And I go to pull out my wallet. It wasn't there? I don't have my ID. Ooh. And he just looks at me, and I'm like, hey, man. I was like, you think I can get on? He goes, nah, man, I don't know why. And then <laughs> oh, I was damn. just like, I was like, bro, I got like six kids. They all ship in the boot camp. He goes, my bad. He goes, that's not my problem. Yeah. So I'm sit. So I'm like, all right, well, what can I do? And he was like, nothing. He was like, you can call them, get a pass, and then they can bring it out here and then get you on. And he's like, but that's going to take probably like an hour because they're not even open yet to give you a pass. Yeah. So then, so then I had to call my buddy who was already on base. And he had to come off base to get my kids to drive them on base. Yeah. And and out, bro. And luckily enough, like my my gunny, nobody ever found out about this. Like we wow. all, I got all my kids. And bro, it was just, dude. I had six shippers that I almost they Yo, almost your heart missed. Just dropped, right? Bro, I was panic mode. Bro, I was I, I was dying. I was dying, bro. Yeah, and like bullets. Bro, I had another um, you know, and then I had like there was another kid where um I had I got really cocky and we were we were it was mission day and yeah. we had a kid on deck. No, it was the day before mission day. We okay. had a kid on deck and I get to MEPS and we had gotten the call that the kid made it, right? That we got the call, kid cleared, and it was in McCris, kid cleared, Q, yeah. right? Okay, Q. so Q. yep. So we get and we're all praying, right? So my gunny calls me, he's like, Hey, we got a Q, go pick him up. So all right, we're and this is my boy, one of my boys' very first days on recruiting duty. It's like my boy's literal first day, his first maps mm-hmm. run. I'm showing him how to do the maps run, my boy Durkey. So we get out there and I walk in the building. We get downstairs to the MEPS liaison's room. And my my um my CEO is down there and he's like, Hey, what's going on, Bennett? I'm like, Hey, what's going on, sir? He, I'm just like just picking up our mission maker, sir. And then my my boy Hibbert, the MEPS liaison, just looks at mm-hmm. me and he goes, no, you're not. I was like, I was like, what, what What do you mean? I was like, bro, it just said Q. Y'all called Gunny and told him he was good. Like, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. He's like, bro, as soon as we told y'all he was good, like as soon as Q hit the system, mm-hmm. he was literally, apparently the kid had his, this is the story that I was told. And this is what the kid, and then the kid told us, right? Mm-hmm. So apparently the, the doctor hit Q on the computer. Yeah. And then as the kid was walking out the door, the doctor said, hey, have you ever had counseling? And then the kid turned around and was like, yeah, my parents were divorced and I went to counseling when I was five. Mm-hmm. So then the doctor was like, oh, really? I'm going to need those medical records. Wow. So then okay. they, so they opened. So they opened them up for that. And then this kid came downstairs and and we had, we didn't know. Like we and like so we get the kid in the car and I start bugging out on him. And I'm like, I am flipping out on this kid. And I'm like, wow. bro, we told you if there was anything you needed to tell us, like we briefed the hell out of you. We asked you all these questions. We told you if you needed to tell us anything, tell us anything. And I'm like, how do you not tell us? that like you had counseling for a divorce like we didn't even know you know what i mean like and what and and exactly it happens right it happens you never know bro and that's what it is bro so we're bugging out i'm bugging out and then yo and then this kid's dad we get the dad on the phone and then 
we had to this was in jersey and then the, we find out the divorce happened in in like virginia so then and then we find out that the law firm that did yeah. the divorce was closed now so now we had to find some sort of way to get a written statement and met all these all these documents Crazy about shit. bro and it was just like and that's the thing about it like i, I had an episode back in the day but Somebody was like, bro, rec recruiting duty is the only place where you could do everything right and something still happen that's wrong. Yeah. Like you could you could cross every T and dot every I and somehow exactly. something crazy is going to happen. Well, let me ask you, like, in, in that story of yours, like, uh, you screen, obviously you screen your kid uh, uh, prior to, to, to MEPS. Did your staff NCOIC at that time re-screen him? So right after you screen him, your boss screened him again, right? Pulled yeah, I would. I would. I can't remember. I would hope so. I mean, what was that like? Uh, the routine for yes, for 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 our office, like the recruiter will. will, will oh yeah, bro. For for our office. Yeah, and that was the thing. Yeah, for our office, it was. For it was, bro. We had like seven lines of defense, bro. It was like you. So the, it would be like the eight. It would be another recruiter in the office would screen the kid. Yeah, get oh, him yeah. to Sometimes try to get time. him to pop, and yeah. then we would have the A gunner screen the kid, and then and we would even get to the point where like we would be like, yo, yo, so and so knows knows what's going on, and then like yo, he already knows what's wrong with you, but and then the kid would be like, oh shit, he knows, and we'd be like, but we but you can't say nothing, bro, and then we would get that recruiter to try to figure out. Or mm -hmm. to try to get him to like to pop on himself, like yeah, or or to tell us something that he's never told us, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because of course, like a lot of times it's that that's what it is, man. Like a lot of times it's not, you know, it's not like we're we're trying to, to cause fraud or do anything like that, but it's like a lot of times people just forget things happened in their lifetime. Like yeah. people literally exactly. are like all of a sudden it's like bro i had no i like, sometimes you you never know it's like the craziest shit someone's just like yeah nothing's wrong with me and then like, i had a kid it's a perfect example he went we all screened him and he told us all like nothing's wrong with us and we're like bro there's got to be something wrong with you bro there's got to be something wrong with you if there is something wrong with you we'll get you the waiver we'll you know we'll go through the dodi we'll we'll go through the medical process we'll figure out what's wrong with you and this kid's like no like there's nothing wrong with me Mm -hmm. Kid makes it through MEPS pulley for like six months. All of a sudden, ship it's uh it's inspect, and this kid is sitting across from the recruit um from this from the the liaison. The liaison's going through paperwork, and the liaison looks at him, not even trying to hard like not even trying to pop this kid. Mm -hmm. He just looks at him and he goes, "Hey man, what's that mark on your arm?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, when I was in the sixth grade, I broke my arm." Mm-hmm. And then the, the liaison's just like, what are you talking about? There's nothing here on the documentation. Like, there's nothing here. You've already made it through MEPS. Like, you didn't tell the doctor that. Like, what are you talking mm -hmm. about? Yeah. And the kid's like, no, yeah, I told the doctor that. And the, and the liaison's like, no, there's no, nothing here. Like, what are you talking about? And the kid was like, oh, crap, I guess I just forgot. And it's mm -hmm. like, and that's the thing about it is that, like, when you're on the duty for so long, it's like you just said you were like, bro, it happens. But when you're mm -hmm. you're living in that moment, these things aren't supposed to happen. Like it's not okay that this happened. Like when you have a kid who discharges or when you have a kid who no shows, you know, in, in the real world, it's like, oh, it happens. Like my job now, I'm a recruiter for a for a college. If I mm -hmm. have a no show, my boss is like, 
it happens. But uh, in the Marine Corps, if you have a no-show, it's like, you better go to his house and wait outside for the next 12 hours. It's like, you know what I mean? So, like, mm -hmm. these things happen, but when you're on the duty, the anxiety, the stress, the pain, it's really real. And you're like, bro, but it can't happen, even though it yeah. happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, just a comment on, you know, uh, the screening process, like, the pre-screen, like, the, 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 the night before uh, the MEPS, screen that's where it counts right like mm -hmm. that's when you we, we call it, you know lock up your kid you know um and you always got to tiptoe around you know that question or you always got to tiptoe around the line you know where is the line there's like lines blurred you know you always want to uh as a recruiter you don't want to straight up lie or tell your kids like, don't tell them like this, this, and you got this is that. That never happened, you know. Like you don't even go there. Don't even question. But the way that I that 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 I approach that is like, I tell I tell them I look them in the face like, okay, this is your book, right? This is your information. Like this is your, you know, this is gonna end up being your service record. This is you. And if you got something to say, say it right now. You know, if you don't, I'm gonna close this damn book. And then that's it, you know, nothing new is going to come up, you know, and you, you really, really got, I mean, you're not really telling, you're not telling them to lie, you know, but this is, this yeah. is it. Like, you know, I give you, I'm giving you an opportunity to uh, let yeah. me know what's going on. And a lot of times those kids, like you said, don't remember. And a lot of times those kids just don't want to say it. They know it's bad, so they don't want to say it, but they don't feel the pressure to say it until they're being told, like, I'm going to. I'm going to uh, yeah. uh, fine you, or I'm going to throw you in jail mm -hmm. for two years. You know? Or when somebody looking at their asshole and they're all of a exactly. Like, oh yeah, shit! You don't get scared. You yeah, know? I didn't have a. Yeah. I had a kid that popped um, pop right before he had to go to uh, boot camp. Yeah. You know, but bro, it's something a, that he never told me about. You know, bro, I had a kid. I only had a couple of kids that popped, and I had one kid. Man, I oh my god, bro. So this kid literally told me there was nothing wrong, like literally nothing wrong with him. Went yeah. through a whole, it was a pulley for like six, seven months, like yeah. nothing wrong with this dude. Ran P, like we ran PFTs with him, we ran ISTs with him, all this stuff. Right. His dad, his dad worked for, um, I think like something like uh, home. He has that worked for Homeland Security, right? And his dad was a badass, and like the dad was this cool dude, and um, so the kid goes to boot camp. And I get a call from at the time my drill, my senior drill instructor was down there. This is 13 years, like 10 years later. But my mm -hmm. drill instructor was down there as the company first sergeant. Mm -hmm. So I get a call from my company first sergeant, and he's like, "Hey, listen, man." He's like, "Did you put a kid named so and so in the Marine Corps?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "I just sent them down there," and he's just like, "Well, he's saying that you knew that he had asthma attacks and that he has panics mm -hmm. attacks yep. and." that you know that's why he failed his p his ist what and i was like wait i was like first of all i was like first sergeant he passed his ist when he left here as a we did it as a pool function as an all hands pool function like we all witnessed this dude pass his ist he's never had an issue with breathing or an inhaler to my knowledge so i call this dude's parents and i was like hey sir i was like you know just so you know your your son's coming home and his dad flips out. His dad's like, what do you mean? Why is he coming home? And I was like, well, apparently he's telling boot camp 
that he had an that he had asthma related issues and an inhaler his whole life and that I knew about it and told mm-hmm. him to lie about it. Mm-hmm. And his dad's like, first of all, no, the f- you didn't because I don't even know about it. And I'm his father. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I'm going to he's like, give me the phone number to whoever I had to call because I'm going to call them and let them know that I'm his father. And I didn't even know that. So that motherfucker's lying. Mm-hmm. And and literally and this dude, this dude, bro, this dude's father flipped out on him. Like when the kid kids, the, the kid came home, you know, and never became a Marine. And they still dude, his dad, wow. his mom. Yeah, because he bro, he and well, because the thing was is that he lied about it. So he kept saying that he had this medical issue that he didn't clearly have because they even did the pulmonary function mm-hmm. test that did everything. And um and the and they ended up discharging him because he just wouldn't they discharged him failure to adapt because he wouldn't he wouldn't run. He just got scared, I guess, from the drill instructors or whatever it was, and he just probably like, refused to train, yeah. Yeah. So and it was just like, but that was the thing about it, man. That was so and again, these are just things that nobody talks about on the duty, like you and even just thinking back to these things, you're just like, bro, like no matter what you do or no matter how hard you try to it's do right, it's like some, some, yeah, there's something, something comes up. Yeah. Yeah. You can't control everything. Yeah. There's it's like uh uh another you know saying that we have uh while I was on duty is like couldn't do these like juggling. Jug, you're juggling balls. You're juggling. Yeah. Have you heard that? Like you're juggling yeah, rubber yeah, yeah, yeah. balls and glass, glass balls. balls and rubber balls. Yep. Exactly. Right. So you have to take care of your glass balls first and foremost, and that's your mission. Uh, that's your whatever you have to do to 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 make that mission. And you know, there's things that gonna fall. You know, you just gotta you just gotta be able to accept that. You know, but that's what your fellow recruiters are there for and that's what the bosses are for to kind of like watch your back yeah to kind of like that's why you need to have a good relationship with your uh, with your recruiters man um obviously like don't have a toxic relationship with any of them anybody in the office because a toxic a toxic office is a is a is a is a disease you know um but don't be a puss don't be don't be a pussy and not confront your fellow recruiters that are not doing their, they're pulling their weight, not doing their job. Don't be afraid to confront your boss if he's not doing the job, because not all bosses are the same. Um, Some are 11s, some are 4s. And that's the thing about it, man, and that's what I tried to, you know, I I recently had, I don't want to say an altercation, but I had something like that come up um, with a boss, you know, because I had Marines that were reaching out to me. And they were telling me, like, bro, my boss is in that work. My boss is in this. My boss is in this. You know, and I had a conversation about it with a couple of people. And I'll be real. The the conversation came up and they were like, why do you care? They were like, why do you care? It's not your boss. I'm not even on the duty no more. And I looked at I looked at them and I was like, because and I'm talking to an 8412. I was like, you know why I care? I was like, because if nobody for corrects this deficiency now. That this staff and COIC doesn't show up to work, doesn't work, doesn't do his job, doesn't do his seven duties and responsibilities, then that Marine's going to become an 8412, and then he's going to continue to be a horrible staff and COIC, and then eventually he'll be a horrible ARI, and then eventually he'll be a horrible RI, and because nobody just stopped it from when it was started happening, they allowed him to snowball and become this really bad 8412. Or he's going to quit, man. He's going to literally drop his bag. 
Trump but and then and that's the thing though is that but the thing is though is that if that person's making it yeah. and they're allowing and he's making it off of that team and no one's confronting him like hey staff sergeant hey gunny mm -hmm. you're not doing your job yeah and that marine's gonna get all these accolades these highlights and then get promoted and then become and then eventually it's gonna be somebody else's problem because you didn't say something from the jump mm-hmm and that's what and that's what always pissed me off was like, listen, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but that's my point is that we need to hold each other accountable, like you said, as an office, as Marines. Yeah, exactly. As everybody. Yeah. So like I think it all comes down to like I would say my office, my at least my standard, you know, uh office, the we were a successful. We were a successful office. You know, we we were the uh, we we won. You know, uh, standard uh, standard of the year. So obviously, you know, uh, we're not that. You know, office. And one of the things that uh, really worked out for us was that we keep each other accountable. Every morning, every morning meeting, when we bring out our board, like who you got working what's it looking like you know are we going to make mission we always keep everybody like accountable it's like you know what you've been fucking up you're not bringing anybody here Yo. uh you're not bringing people in you're not doing your appointments that's why you're number you know you're not getting your contracts out of out from you and it's yeah. because you 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 know you got to make them feel the pressure yeah uh, not because you want to belittle him but you're fucking that over like everybody yeah. here, you know? And that's the, no, a hundred percent, bro. And that's yeah. the thing is that, you know, and I think, and this is what I've, I've said before, you know, is that that's a huge part that's lacking. At, at least I think now mm -hmm. in the Marine Corps, especially not even just on recruiting duty is just, it's just those tough love conversations. It's like, yeah. bro, like I, like when I was on the duty, when I was a brand new recruiter, if I didn't have an appointment, my A gunner would look at me and be like, hey, what are you doing? My yeah. A gunner would look at like my staff in COIC didn't have to get in my ass because my A gunner would be like, hey, bro, you haven't had you didn't make your numbers yesterday. You haven't had an interview in two to three days. You haven't gotten an NWA in this many days. Like I was answering to my my A gunner, not even to my boss, because mm -hmm. if I was answering to my boss, it was going to even be a worse day. But mm -hmm. my egg gunner was in my ass, like, "Hey, motherfucker, what are you doing? Like, where are yeah. you at? Where are your?" Or, and then that was the thing too, is that like I wasn't answering to my staff in COIC. My egg gunner was calling me throughout the day, like, "Hey, where are your time hacks? Hey, what are you doing?" Because we were as a team holding each other accountable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. it was a competition between all of us. And mm -hmm. like, like you're saying, like when you have those morning meetings, when you're talking about that, like, bro, we used to roast each other. Like me and my boy Morales, it was a competition between that's, us. That's the difference between my successful office and my failing office, you know? And I noticed that right away, man. Like they were not, the failing office does not keep each other accountable. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. you're always going to have that one guy that don't want to be there. Yeah. No matter what office you're at, no matter where you're at, there's that one or two um, or even maybe more in your office that don't want to fucking be there and just going through the motion and just lying about his day, lying about whatever. Yep. Like, oh, have you been to your schools? You know, yeah, yeah, I go there every day, you know. And then you go to his fucking school. He don't know nobody. They don't know, they don't who, know he is. who he is. Yep. Exactly. So, um, you know, like, so that's why he's, 
he's uh, he he's doing what he's doing because you're not keeping him accountable. You don't have to be a a a a, a boss to be uh, that person to have that grown up talk. You don't mm-hmm. have to be the a, uh, the a, the a gunner. You are a team. You're part of the team. You know, you're a you marine. Have the right. <laughs> you have the right to like demand. Like if I'm doing, you know, if I'm bringing food to the table and you're coming in and all you're doing is eating and not even cleaning up, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. And you can talk to like from us, like recruiting duty is one of those duties, probably in the whole Marine Corps where rank mm-hmm. uh, does not hold as much weight. Because I can tell you, like, if you're a if you're a gunny and I'm a sergeant like you uh, and you're fucking my game up. I'm going to confront you. Yeah. You know, I don't care what rank you are. Like you're making me not making mission. Mm-hmm. You're making me fail. And it's like recruiting duty is not about rank. It's not about, you know, this or that. It's about it's individual that duty, common bro. goal, making mission, yeah. you know? And, and I, I think have seen and- like offices where, you know, recruiters were so good. Like they were bringing it, they were making their office mission. It was that golden, you know, that the golden uh, child recruit uh, recruiter with a 5.0, you know, he would be like, you know, he would talk back to his boss, which is like one or two ranks above him, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the boss would just allow him to do it because he was just, you know, so great at bringing the numbers, you know, that's, that's crazy. You know, you never see that like anywhere else in the Marine Corps, not in the drill field, not in anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, success and mission accomplished, uh, kind of trumps everything, you know? And the new recruiter that's having problem right now, we're frustrated. Uh, you, you're, you're blaming, you know, you're thinking all in, in inside the box, you're yeah. keeping things inside. It's like, what am I doing? Blah, blah, blah. Well, what are you doing outside the box? You got to think outside the box. What's going on outside of my circle that's causing, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not all about you. You know, it's everything around you as well. Yeah. So number one, you got to keep everybody accountable and you got to, you got to, you, you got to have that courage to like talk to people, have that conversation. Yeah. It's difficult that you go out every day and say hi and have a life conversation with totally someone you never met before, you know? So don't feel afraid to talk to people of your true feelings, you know? Yeah. When you confront that, like you well, like you said, like when you nip that in the butt, nip yeah. problems in the butt, is going to have a better time later on. If you keep that going, because like my, my failing off is they don't, they never had these, these conversations. They never have a beat up session you know if yeah. you're that one failing recruit uh recruiter uh the whole office is gonna you know beat you up mentally not not even like beat you up physically you know yeah. beating you up mentally like hey what the fuck you know like you piece of shit you because you you you're you're not doing um what you're supposed to be doing uh, yeah. for the team yeah and that's what made me successful is like when i go to work every day i think about my actions will affect the guy to the left and to the right and more than likely these guys have a family that they need to get back to yeah. so if you're not doing your job you're fucking them over yeah so you have to be selfless yeah and that's the thing too like you know and i want to make sure we understand this because you know people are going to listen to this like we're not talking about demeaning anybody we're not talking about anything no. like that but like when we're saying like you know we use that word that term like hey bro you're being a piece of shit like listen 
what we're talking about is that guy, like clearly if this person is going through some issues, right? We're going to have those coaching counseling conversations. We're going to have those reality conversations like, hey, bro, is everything okay? But there comes a point in a man's life where you're like, yeah. bro, I can tell that this is you just not wanting to work. This isn't yeah. anything else more than that. This is you literally just rotting off the coattails of everybody else. Like, now, mm -hmm. mind you, I'm not saying that if you are having a, an issue, if you have an issue with mental illness or if you're having an issue with depression, suicide, or any of those things, we're not saying do not get the help or do not come to us. We're not saying that. But you do need to have these hard conversations with people because sometimes if you're not going to correct the deficiency – as an especially as an office, like, and that's the thing too, is that you also got to make sure you're coming from a place of love. You got to make, and another thing, if you're going to come to somebody and correct them, have another Marine with you. Hey, man, listen, you know, so no one can be like, oh, he said this, he said that. Like, no, actually, I was right there with, I was there with Jordan when he said that. And, you know, that's not what he said. So, you know, you want to make sure that you, you know, you're not attacking the person. You want to come from a place of love. Mm -hmm. But at the yeah, same time, like, we got to remind them, like, like, hey, man, like, like you said, man, like, hey, bro, this dude got a family and he's not going home to his family because you're not writing your numbers. Now, mind yeah. you, though, everybody always loves to put, place blame on the single guy. But sometimes yeah. there's just married men who don't want to go home to their spouses, too. And they suck. They suck just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that and number speaks the... like the truth. You know, the numbers don't lie. Bro. Uh, if you're not writing contracts, no matter where you're at, I mean. People say, like, the 12s will say, like, oh, everywhere you go is the same, you know, but it's not. Uh, but at, as worse as it can be, you're going to write the one a month bro, that's what I'm if saying, you do bro. your job, bro. Bro, and that's what I'm saying, bro. And like, That's why when I get into that argument, you know, we'll kind of just end on that. But, like, you know, that's one of the things that always bothered the hell out of me is, like, bro, I'm not asking you to be a 4.0 recruiter, bro. Yeah. If you it's just do – if you literally just do MC3 skills and you just do your job, you will write one to two a month. It is you. If you do your work, honestly, exactly. you will not be a substandard recruiter. If you're, yeah. it, and now mind you, unless, you know, today's world, there's a lot of different things going on, COVID, all these different new policies that are in place. Right. But the reality of it is, man, if you have enough volume and you do enough work, you're mm -hmm. going to make mission as a team. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about it is yeah, stop making excuses. Put their, put their, put their like, uh, effort in um, because you, if, even if you write your one or two uh, a month, but you're still missing mission, you know, uh, because not everybody's bringing every, uh, all their bones to the table. Uh, you'll notice that. But if you're, you know, if you're doing everything you could and you're honest about your work um, and you ask for help, if you need it, you know, like, like you, the guy that you talked about earlier, like he's frustrated because he can't, you know, figure out what's going on. He's a new recruiter. Uh, definitely, like, it's going to happen for the first year. Very rarely do you get a, a guy, like, you know, yeah, jump off yeah. the freaking uh, uh, plane rolling and, and gunning, you know? Yeah, man. Uh, rolling I, I, bones, I think, you can't, you know? You can't yeah, do I that. Think, I think it takes probably about three to six, a good three to six months, you know, maybe even nine months sometimes for you to really figure out six months the whole entire, the, yeah, the magic. yeah. The sweet yeah. spot, probably like six months. Uh, yeah. when you're getting certified, right? Like your your, your mm -hmm. six month certification or three month eval or six month eval. Yeah, the three six nine. But um, anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to uh, like close, you know, yeah, our, off our our our, our, our uh, podcast, like with I know 
that the cruisers out there, they're it's it's a lot different when we're pre-COVID. Uh, I don't know what's going on in the street right now, and it's gonna be tough where, whether there's COVID or not. You know, yeah. but if you recruit for other people, you know, not just for yourself, not just like oh, I am I'm a 3.0, I'm a 4.0 guy, recruit recruit recruiter a year, uh, recruiter a year. If you recruit for your office, you're going to be successful. Amen. And if your office is not recruiting for you, you need to like voice like 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 you said, express yourself. Uh, and if you're like doing everything, like if your job as a recruiter uh, is to help other people, like you said, like I said in the beginning, like if you um, you make the whole recruiting process the whole Marine Corps experience, the all four year contract about them, you're going to be successful, you know, and it's going to suck no matter how you look at it, no matter where you're successful. The most successful recruiters are the most, I would say damaged recruiters out there. You know, the rookie recruiter of the year in my office, he came out of the duty, you know, as a single man, you know, lost like, lost his marriage and you know he's got he he's got some like you know mental health problems um but you know uh he had to do what he had to do and he was strong enough to kind of like push through um and that's the success you know you don't have to be uh the best recruiter in the nation to be a successful recruiter as long as you do your job you know as long as your office was uh successful you're you're successful you're part of it you know yeah so definitely like be a sponge though like be a sponge just learn you know that's all i gotta say man just bro i couldn't i couldn't have yo i couldn't have ended it better myself man be a sponge push through don't quit fight for the the marine to the left and the right you know make that office you're a fire you're a fire team yeah amen so all right that, man. i appreciate you. all right brother uh, hey thanks for having thanks for coming on brother hey, thanks really for making the time it. you know it was great it was great talk and uh you know we'll we'll, we'll talk again we'll, yeah we'll definitely keep, all, right. all right man thanks a lot brother have Peace a good night out. good luck